The Grace of Courtesy Those who work for Christ are to be upright and trustworthy, firm as a rock to principle, and at the same time kind and courteous. Courtesy is one of the graces of the Spirit. To deal with human minds is the greatest work ever given to man, and he who would find access to hearts must heed the injunction, be pitiful, be courteous. First Peter 3.8 Love will do that which argument will fail to accomplish. But a moment's petulance, a single gruff answer, a lack of Christian politeness and courtesy in some small matter may result in the loss of both friends and influence. What Christ was on this earth, the Christian worker should strive to be. He is our example, not only in his spotless purity, but in his patience, gentleness, and winsomeness of disposition. His life is an illustration of true courtesy. He had ever a kind look and a word of comfort for the needy and the oppressed. His presence brought a purer atmosphere in the home. His life was a leaven working amid the elements of society. Pure and undefiled, he walked among the thoughtless, the rude, the uncourteous, among unjust publicans, unrighteous Samaritans, heathen soldiers, rough peasants, and the mixed multitude. He spoke a word of sympathy here and a word there. As he saw men weary and compelled to bear heavy burdens, he shared their burdens and repeated to them the lessons he had learned from nature of the love, the kindness, the goodness of God. He sought to inspire with hope the most rough and unpromising, setting before them the assurance that they might attain such a character as would make them manifest as children of God. The religion of Jesus softens whatever is hard and rough in the temper and smooths whatever is rugged and sharp in the manners. It makes the words gentle and the demeanor winning. Let us learn from Christ how to combine a high sense of purity and integrity with sunniness of disposition. A kind, courteous Christian is the most powerful argument that can be produced in favor of Christianity. Kind words are as dew and gentle showers to the soul. The scripture says of Christ, that grace was poured into his lips that he might know how to speak a word in season to him that is weary. Isaiah 54. And the Lord bids us, let your speech be always with grace, that I may minister grace unto the hearers. Colossians 4, 6, Ephesians 4, 29. Some with whom you are brought in contact may be rough and uncourteous, but do not, because of this, be less courteous yourself. He who wishes to preserve his own self-respect must be careful not to wound needlessly the self-respect of others. This rule should be sacredly observed toward the dullest, the most blundering. What God intends to do with these apparently unpromising ones, you do not know. He has in the past accepted persons no more promising or attractive to do a great work for him. His spirit, moving upon the heart, has roused every faculty to vigorous action. The Lord saw in these rough, unhewn stones precious material, which would stand the test of storm and heat of pressure. God does not see as man sees. He does not judge from appearances, but searches the heart and judges righteously. The Lord Jesus demands our acknowledgment of the rights of every man. Men's social rights and their rights as Christians are to be taken into consideration. All are to be treated with refinement and delicacy as the sons and daughters of God. Christianity will make a man a gentleman, 
Christ was courteous even to his persecutors, and his true followers will manifest the same spirit. Look at Paul when brought before rulers. His speech before Agrippa is an illustration of true courtesy as well as persuasive eloquence. The gospel does not encourage the formal politeness current with the world, but the courtesy that springs from real kindness of heart. The most careful attention to the outward proprieties of life is not sufficient to shut out all fretfulness, harsh judgment, and unbecoming speech. True refinement will never be revealed so long as self is considered as the supreme object. Love must dwell in the heart. A thoroughgoing Christian draws his motives of action from his deep, hot love for his master. Up through the roots of his affection for Christ springs an unselfish interest in his brethren. Love imparts to his possessor grace, propriety, and comeliness of deportment. It illuminates the countenance and subdues the voice. It refines and elevates the entire being 